Hello, everybody, and welcome to Just a Hot Thought Podcast. I am your lovely host, Jacob. Back at it again, another week, another beautiful Monday. Um, What's going on? You know how this goes. If you're returning, welcome back. And if you're new, hello, giving you a big hug. Thanks for listening. So I feel like... um. Today is like the most I've ever felt ready for this podcast. I feel like I have my topics ready to go. I feel like I've done so much to talk. I have so much to talk about. And then like, I don't know. The universe is just like stopping me from like getting to it. Like I literally, first of all, I couldn't even find a comfy spot to sit in. I always record from my couch. So just know if you ever feel like... When you listen to this, we're just chilling on a couch, hanging out. It's because we are. We really are. And um, I couldn't find a comfy spot. I normally sit in this in the corner and of the sectional. Um, I love the corner of a sectional. Okay, that's like my favorite spot always. And I just couldn't get comfy. And I was like, oh my God, I was like readjusting myself. I just kept moving around. I'm like, nope, this isn't it. This isn't the vibe. And then I'm like finally getting comfy and I'm like, all right, let's take a sip of water before we record, get our throat like, you know, ready. Why did I spill a bunch of water all over myself? Like, now my leg's all cold over here. I got freaking wet sweatpants. Like, it's not that wet, but you know, there's like, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little wet. Um, And I wasn't going to change because we're already here, so Let's get into it. I hope you guys have been well and having a good December so far. I think it's what is today? Today is the like fourth or something. Um, fourth or the fifth. I just can't believe we're here. It's winter time already, it's already fucking freezing at night. And it's chilly during the day. You need a sweater all the time. And, you know, I am living for it. I am living for it, though. I love to be bundled up, you know. Um, And this year, I don't care. Like, usually I try to, like, dress cute for the winter, which I still should try to do that. I mean, I, it's not like I'm dressing ugly or anything, but, like, I just feel like I'm not really trying this year. I just want to be warm and cozy, like I said. Um, cozy. That is the theme. Because I just went to go see Beyonce's movie last night, okay? That's not even how this was supposed to start, but I just want to talk about it because I am, like, on a renaissance high right now. Um, I'm back. Like, so I seen her in September, okay? As you guys know, if you have been listening, um... Seen her at her birthday show in Inglewood, and it was amazing, okay? And I've been, like, living for it ever since. I've been on TikTok watching all of the clips that I can. I watch the cozy performance so often. It's insane. It's literally insanity. There's, like, it's a sickness. Um... Yeah, and, you know, one week I'll be all into cozy, the cozy choreography. The next week I'm into, like, the diva choreography. Or there's just so much. There's just so much. And the movie was phenomenal. Okay? Phenomenal. First of all, 
it was just fun because I originally... Okay, so when I went to the concert, it was my boyfriend and I, and it was one of my besties, Charles. Shout out to Charles. I know he's probably listening. We love Charles here at Just a Hot Thought Podcast. And I hope actually one day you guys get to meet him. I'm going to have him on the podcast. It's it's so long overdue. I need to have him on because you guys would love love him. If you don't already know him and you don't already love him, you certainly will. Like, no doubt about it because he's just so great. Um, and I love how I'm saying this now, but hold on because... <laughs> oh, my God. Um so we went to the concert with him and his boyfriend, who's a really good friend of mine too, Jose. And um, I hope they don't mind. I know Charles doesn't mind me saying his name. You know, you got to keep people's confidentiality. But, you know, these are like my besties at the same time. So, you know, fuck them. Um, so we went to the concert together and we had the greatest time, of course, but I'm going to spill some tea to you guys. I'm going to spill some tea. <laughs> I have not seen them ever since. I, yeah, you telling me. This motherfucker's ghosted me. No, I'm just kidding. They didn't ghost me. But um, no, I hadn't seen them ever since we went to the show. Was I feeling some type of way? Maybe. Maybe I was. But that's just because I like a little drama in my life. You know, if you guys haven't noticed um no I really just think it was life getting busy and shit happens you know whatever we gotta adult you know that sucks and adulting sucks you know and before you know it you blink and you're just trying to like keep up with everything and you blink and four months have gone by or three months have gone by or you know a whole fucking year has gone by i mean come on we're at the end of the year already like what i still can't fathom that um so i had told them like we're going to go we're going to go watch the movie you guys should definitely come let's go relive our renaissance night um and i was under the impression that they weren't going to come so i was like okay whatever fuck them once again, <laughs> I'm like, whatever. They don't want to kick it with me. They don't want to go to the fucking Renaissance movie with me. Whatever. Um, and then I showed up and I'm like, oh God, like I, there's nobody in the theater. First of all, when I get there, there's like nobody there and there's only two people. And I'm like, there's two people and they're sitting right next to us. Like, that's so fucking awkward. Like, I'm gonna have to pick up and move somewhere else. And then luckily I kept walking and it was indeed Charles and Jose and they surprised me. What a lovely surprise that was. Um, so it was very great to see them. We were reunited. It felt so right. It felt so good. And we watched a three hour movie and it was fucking great. Like I said, Beyonce is just amazing. You guys, I can't fathom what a visionary she truly is. Not only did she show us the whole concert, you know, and it was absolutely amazing, of course, and it was sick. The edits were fucking sick. Like, oh my God, like every time it would like change, like 
she'd be dancing and then all of a sudden it changes to a different outfit that she had. Like, oh my God, it was amazing. And um, I love that we got to see the visuals like that were playing like in between the songs or like in between transitions. And she also gave us, which I really appreciated this, especially she gave us like behind the scene look like uh, scenes behind the scenes scenes <laughs> behind the scenes um, of what goes on with the tour. Like she starts with showing us how all the crew works to put the whole show together and how, huge it is like everything is just crazy like she gives a whole list of like how many people like only a sm- like a small part did we see of like what different positions they hire like what they need like visuals lighting makeup like all this stuff and the stage that she performs on is huge like the screens that they have behind her like the biggest screens i've ever seen like at a concert for sure because it's it was massive and Beyonce really just like goes into it and talks about like her appreciation for even the littlest things and how important every person is and um I just love that so much and it really shows how hands-on Beyonce is with literally everything on the tour like down to like how the lighting we all I mean we all don't know but if you are a Beyonce fan you know Beyonce knows her fucking lighting and she does not play about the lighting like it's crazy but and then when I watch her perform all these years I watched her perform oh my god and the, the lighting is just amazing and I'm like the fact that she thought of this I know she thought of this with her herself like to put the lighting certain ways to make her look like this like it's truly amazing, honestly. Like, it's fucking crazy. Um, because it makes everything. It really does. And what else does she get into? She got into... Oh, she showed us, like, they had the whole a whole scene of Blue Ivy and how she prepared for the show. And that was honestly, like, one of my favorite parts of the movie too was seeing Blue Ivy grown up already. Like she's like a teenager and she has these strong opinions and um, on like the tour, like Beyonce was trying to take Diva off of the set list and Blue Ivy was like, Diva? No, you cannot take Diva off of the list. Like you have to do Diva. And it, like, yes, ma'am, she does have to do Diva because the fuck... What is a show without diva, you know? And um, and they talked about the criticism that Blue Ivy actually went through after her first show, when she first came out um, with Beyonce. Because if you guys didn't know, if you are out of the loop, um, there is a part in the show where Blue Ivy comes out and performs with Beyonce and, like, she dances. and um, And it's so... She eats every time. But the first time, you know, she's a kid still. I think Beyonce says she's 11 years old. Oh, she's not even a teenager. She's literally 11 or 12. But she just, like, seems so much older. Like, you know, I mean, I feel like when you're in that light, like, you are Beyonce and Jay-Z's child. Like, you are definitely going to be more advanced and 
more, you know, maybe more, yeah, definitely more intelligent than your average 11-year-old. But there are a lot of smart 11-year-olds out there. Um, but, yeah, it would just showed that she got criticized after the first show because she's 11 years old and she's performing in front of, what, 80,000 people? And, you know, she might have been a little stiff the first time. But, I mean... The fuck? Would you guys be able to do that? Like, I don't know. That would be terrifying. Um, I mean, I would be able to do it. Obviously, I would be able to. <laughs> no problem. But um, she received a lot of criticism for being a little stiff. And, you know, so she seen all the bad comments. And Beyonce said she was not happy about that, by the way, that Blue Ivy had access to seeing negative comments but that just um, only pushed Blue Ivy to do better, to work harder, to practice, practice, practice. And she realized, like, every time she went out, she, like, wanted to keep doing it. And every time she went out there, she got better and better and better. And if you guys look it up, honestly, like, on TikTok, just look up Blue Ivy, like, through the tour. And it's true. She gets so fucking good. You see her really come into her own element and get the confidence that she, you know... She obviously has because, first of all, she's a Capricorn and she's my birthday twin, January 7th. And we fucking love that. So obviously, we some go-getters and we're going to show these bitches what's up no matter what. And I feel that on levels. So love Blue Ivy. Ugh. I have such a special place for her in my heart. <laughs> I just feel like I know her. I feel like everybody calls her, like, their niece. And it's like, yeah, I really feel that. <laughs> like, you know, I was here. I've been here. I remember I was there when Beyonce announced her pregnancy. You guys remember that? Like, that was crazy. Um. So, yeah, it was just such a good time. I was just dancing in my seat the whole time. I sang every song, of course. Um, in the theater, there was only literally four, five, six, seven of us, seven people in the theater. Um, it was a Sunday night though. So, I mean, whatever, but I really, have you guys been seeing the videos of people like in big theaters? Like I've been seeing, like, I think it was like in France or something and they had, first of all, this theater looked fucking nice. It was like the damn Coliseum. I'm like, this, that, that, that's a movie theater. Like what the fuck? And everybody was turning the fuck up to the movie. And I was like, wow. It was like the damn concert all over again, basically, like legit. Um, So that would be fun to be in a... I feel like that'd be so much fun to be in a space like that. Um, Because I was just, you know, doing my choreography in my seat and singing. But either way, it was still a great time. I got a little poster... So that's fun. They didn't have the cups. I wanted to get a cup and a popcorn bucket, and they didn't have it. But, you know, whatever. AMC, I guess. You guys are sponsoring this so much, and you guys didn't even have the damn shit you were supposed to have. So, anywho, it was a great time. I loved it so much. You guys should definitely go watch it. I think they're only playing it on the weekends, though, because I am thinking about going to watch it again. I don't care. You don't. You can judge me all you want. I had a fucking great time, and I will do it again. And um, but I don't think it's playing during the week. I think it's only playing during the weekends, and it's only at certain theaters. 
So I really want to see it in IMAX. I was actually just looking up right now because we have an IMAX theater here in town. It's at a theater that I don't really go to because it's like just a basic little theater and they have one IMAX room. Um, But I couldn't figure out how to get a, like one ticket. I could only buy the whole theater. So, I mean, at least now I know it costs $880 to rent the whole theater out, which imagine, oh my God, you guys, that'd be so much fun if I rented out the whole theater and I just invited everybody to come. Oh God, that sounds like a bitchin' time. <laughs> Who says that, bitchin'? <laughs> um, uh, maybe... Maybe I am cringe. Maybe my boyfriend is right. A couple episodes when I said that he said I was cringe. That was kind of cringe. I'm sorry. So let's get into something else. What else have I been doing? So my cousin's been in town. That's been a great time. All right. So she, hold on, you guys. My dog is like, what? Can you jump? Jump on the couch. She's been trying to jump on the couch. I'm, should I delete that? <laughs> I sounded so mean, but she's been trying to jump on the couch for like the past fucking 10 minutes. And like, she's just been hopping, 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 but she's doing fake jumps. Like she does this thing where she thinks she's cute and she wants to get picked up. And she's looking at me all crazy now because she knows I'm talking shit about her. (laughs) My dog is such a fucking princess. It drives me insane sometimes. Okay. Because... There can only be one princess, and that's me, little girl. So, my cousin came in town. And first of all, my cousin, shout out to her. Shout out to Alexa, because we love her here especially. She is the wonderful artist who did my cover art for the podcast. Um, And she's so talented, she literally is an artiste. That's her thing. That's her, her that's her shtick. So, you know, check her out on Instagram at O-H-L-E-X-A-A-R-T, Alexa Art. I think that's what it is. This I'm literally just saying that off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure that is what it is. Um, and we love her. So just shout out to her. So she came into town. She lives in North Dakota because she is lame. And she came for a wedding. So she hit me up before, like a few weeks ago. And she was like, hey, we're going to, I'm going to come into town for one of our friend's weddings. Want to be my plus one? And I'm like, fuck yeah. First of all, you know, I love a wedding. And I love who's getting married, our friend. A really good friend that we, we've known for a really long time. Um, so I was so delighted to be her plus one to this. And I was able to witness a beautiful matrimony. And it was a good time. Um, what happened? What, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to like flashback. I'm like, so much has happened, I feel. Um so I was kind of like, oh, first I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna go to this wedding. I'm not going to know anybody, but you guys know me in typical Jacob fashion. I know everybody. I know everybody. So <laughs> luckily my boy, my boyfriend's brother went and um, 
and his girlfriend. So I had them to hang out with. And I was already excited about that because I already knew somebody. And then one of my old friends who I used to work with at H&M was there. um, And I hadn't seen her in some years. So we were able to reconnect, reunite, and have such a good time, good talks, and good laughs. It's just so good when you have, so good, so good, Um, when you have friends, you know, that, and this is so, like, corny or cliche. It's not corny. It's just cliche. Like, you know, when you have those friends that you can, can you get off of my lap? No, I'm busy. Sushi? Um... When you have friends, I'm sorry, you guys. I This is just going to be a little wild episode, okay? Um, when you have friends that you don't see for a long time and you reconnect and it's like you never missed a beat, you know? It's always good. So we had a really good time. Um, had a charcuterie, you know? There was a charcuterie there. I fucking love a charcuterie. I am living for the adult Lunchables always, okay? So I'm always gagged when I see one. And you know I'm going for that goat cheese with the blueberries on top. Is it goat cheese? That's what everybody keeps telling me. That cheese with the blueberries. Mm, 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 mm. As long as it has that, we are good. And that, I didn't have it this time, but I'm thinking about that Borgian cheese, like that garlic herb one. So delicious. Um... So yeah, it was good to go to a wedding. It's always nice. Um, I You know, every time I go to a wedding, I always want to cry. I always cry. I do always cry. It doesn't matter who it even is. I am going to cry. And I don't know what it is. Like, it's crazy. Because um, I'm not like even, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not like, oh my God, a wedding. Like, I know, like, you know, like it's it's a wedding. But when I'm actually there in the moment and they're like saying their um like their vows or when something really meaningful happens, I don't know, I guess I'm just a big softie when it comes to that. Um because I like I said, I always cry. I always cry. Or I think I've just been lucky enough to go to weddings where you can just feel the love. Can you feel it? Can you feel the love? Nothing feels better than feeling the love. Do you guys remember that from That's a Raven? Anyways. um, (laughs) So, yeah. But I really do feel that. Because, like, at this wedding, I could just feel the love. It was so real. It was so pure. Like, from the family. And um, the families were, like, saying their little um, toasts and their little speeches. And, like, everybody just had the sweetest things to say um, about the brides. And I thought it was, I don't know, it was just so sweet. And I was like, oh, my God, like, ah. You know, and then you start thinking about yourself getting married. And then you're like, wow, what's it going to be like? And then before you know it, I'm sitting there, like, daydreaming about my whole wedding. And I'm planning things in my head. And I don't even, I forgot I'm actually at a wedding because I'm thinking about my own. But it was a good time and it was just fun to get out with my cousin because we don't really have those moments um, that much anymore that she, now that she lives so far away 
So anytime we get to go out somewhere and it's just us like being silly and having fun, it's always so good because that's just how we've always been. Before she moved, we were always together. We were literally like fucking just partners in crime and everybody knew that. So it was a lot of fun to get out with her and just have a little weekend, you know. And then she spent the night. We had a little sleepover and we chit-chatted. And it's always like, it's just always so good. Always so good. We can just, with her, that's like, that's my sister. So I can talk about anything I want with her. And I know I'm not going to be judged. I know she's going to understand me to a level that, Maybe nobody else can. And it's not a, a bad thing. It's just that she's, we've been together for so long. We've known each other our whole lives. So it's a really strong bond that I do have. We do fight, though. We do fight. Of course we do. Like I said, we sisters. We gonna squab. Okay. Have I, have I had to grab that bitch by her hair a couple times? Maybe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, but we do fight. We do fight. Yeah. And you can ask, like, yeah. All the girlies in the family, we'd be fighting. And all the guys, you know, the straight men, they're just sick of our shit. They're always like, they have to deal, like, the brothers, our cousins, they're always like, oh, my God, these bitches are at it again. Like, here we go. Fucking drama queens. But you know, my whole family is a bunch of drama queens. Anyways, I'm going off topic here. So great time. Love the wedding. Love the charcuterie. Love the dinner. Love the DJ. Love the DJ. Oh my God, you guys, the DJ, cracking, cracking. It was all throwbacks. (laughs) Nothing but the throwbacks. All right. And it was just hit after hit. Like, we literally were like, damn, this DJ, he's hired. I'm hiring him at my party. Because if there's one thing about me, mm, I love the throwbacks. Um, so, what else did I do? Yesterday, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm sorry, you guys. I This is just me talk, catching up. I want to, I'm, I'm going to do whatever I want, okay? So, I went to go visit another friend. I'm just visiting everybody. I'm seeing everybody. I'm so social, right? One week, I don't want to see anybody. I don't want nobody to fucking text me. Don't look at me. Don't think about me. I, I'm like crazy sometimes. No, I haven't had a moment like that, but there is moments where I really am. I Sometimes I do get irritated when like, sometimes I just don't want nobody to text me. And then when I think that everybody wants to text me, everybody wants to call me, Oh my god. It's like when you're um when you're bored and nobody fucking hits you back or nothing and then once you're busy you're doing something finally. Oh my god, everybody and their mamas want to call you. What was my point? This is you guys, I got to stop smoking before the episodes because I'm all over the fucking place. Um <laughs> So I'm social. That's where I were getting. I'm very social. My One of my other friends came into town, okay? My good old friend who lives up in um, Northern California. She came down to her hometown 
And anytime she's she's around, I got to go see her. I got to go see her. That is my girl. I love her. I love her family. Um, her family is just so welcoming to me. And it's always such a great time. I can just go over to their house and fucking hang out. And it's such a great time. Like, I can't even explain the energy that they have that I just love and appreciate so much. Um, Like, I literally walked in. I hadn't seen her mom in a long time. And they're just chilling right there watching baking shows, uh, fucking doing arts and crafts. Amazing. Amazing. Like, I don't do arts and crafts ever, but I do arts and crafts when I'm with them. And it, uh, and every time I'm like, why don't I do this more often? Like, it's so nice. It's so therapeutic. It's just a good time to like hang out and do crafts with other people and just be chit chatting and smoking. And it's just a great time. So, and I love, and I love, I feel like for me with friends, I've always been, I don't really go over to other people's houses, really. I never really been that kind of person. I'm more of like, everybody come to my house. And so with that, I feel like my friends have become part of my family, um, a lot of them. And like my family will treat a lot of my friends as family. Like there's certain really close friends that, you know, they're family. And like one of my best friends will call my mom, mom. And like, that's just how it is. And I love that because I'm so glad that I have a loving family that accepts my friends and, you know, loves them the way I love them. And so when I go to, so the fact that I went to my friend's house and I am kind of like accepted with that same kind of energy, um, like they're already used to me. I've known them for years. Um, it feels really good, you know, to kind of receive that, to be on the other end and see it from the other perspective. Cause I'm so used to being, you know, like I said, like my family, everybody comes to my family. So it's nice to be on the, on the other side. Um, yeah, I really appreciate it. I love, I love them. So I had a really good time bedazzling coasters, dinosaur coasters, like, like diamond art. Fuck, first of all, they got me hooked on diamond art. So, you know, that's going to be my thing now. So if you ever think, what's Jacob doing? Just know that I'm at home probably doing some diamond art. All right. Having a great time. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to shout, shout that out. It was, it's just, it's, it's really nice. It was really good. I came home with a bunch of goodies. Okay. Because my friend's mom is, like, the best cook ever. She's, like, she's a chef. Um, And that's something I can always appreciate, you know? It's not every day you go over to someone's house and their mom's, I mean, whipping up, like, their mom's whipping up, like, a bunch of stuff. Like, (laughs) always, you know? Their mom is always whipping up some bomb shit. Like, every time I've gone over... I always have some kind of good-ass pasta. I always have some kind of good dessert. And ugh, it's so great. 
I just can appreciate it. I came home with brownies, cookies. Um, I even came home with a little edible cookies, okay? And they are fucking tasty, all right? I'm definitely going to be consuming more of those a little later. Um, and yeah, great time. <laughs> so I have a story that I kind of want to share. Um, something that, I don't know, I wasn't going to share this. I really was debating it all night. Um, but I just want to share this crazy little story. Um, I don't know. It seems kind of mean though. So maybe I shouldn't, but maybe I should. So I, (laughs) oh my God. All right. So somebody who I'm not going to mention, you know, but I just want to share the story of 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 this encounter somebody i know i actually somebody i don't know that's the fucking thing i am just i know of them and maybe i know of them from high school we went to the same high school and we know some of the same people but i've never talked to this person a day in my life okay uh and maybe we started following each other recently on Instagram. Not recently, like within like a year, maybe. Um, just because out of association, you know, it's like whatever, you know. Not a complete stranger. But I never talked to this person a day in my life. All right. That's the point that I'm getting at. So a few months ago, I get a message from this person And never talked to me before, once again. And they say, hey, they swipe up on my story. Hey. And then they have the gall to ask me to to borrow money because they're broke. And I was like, ew, first of all. Normally, I probably wouldn't even have responded because that's just like, I'm not even going to address this because what the fuck. But that day, I think I was feeling, I think I, it had happened a few times with like, I don't know. I was having a weird month. You guys were a weird month where I got asked by like three people that I don't even really fuck with or even know or associate with asked me for money. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, why are people asking me for money? Like, I've never, I've never had that. I've never had people like hit me up for money before. Okay. Like, I don't know. And that week was just, I mean, that month was just on fire. And so I think he was the last one. So I kind of was just like fed up. I'm like, who do these people think they are? Trying to get into my pockets, you know? And I'm not like a stingy person at all. Like, but that's just insane to me. So I literally was like, you've literally never talked to me a day in your life. And this is the first conversation we're ever, like we've ever had. And you're asking me for money. That's crazy. I literally said that. And 
Because it's like you weren't even like they weren't even like trying to fake it. Like be smart a little bit. Maybe act like you're my friend for a day. You know, <laughs> fucking shit. Something like at least ask me how my day is. Not just you just got straight to it. You swiped up on my story. You said, first of all, fuck your story. My stories are art on Instagram. All right. <laughs> Pure entertainment pure visionary you know and you just said fuck your visionaries give me 40 dollars because i am broke and or whatever however much it was um so he was like my bad you're right (laughs) and he was like can and then but, but also in the first message can i borrow money from you but don't tell nobody Keep this between us. And I was like, you don't know me. In my head, I was like, this person does not know me. Why? You, how do you trust that I'm going to keep this between us? And look at me now. I'm on a podcast talking about it. <laughs> Is that fucked up, you guys? Okay, well, you would think it was the first time. Okay, so I let it go. I fucking dropped it. I said, good luck to you. Do better. <laughs> Do fucking better, please. Like, God damn. You need to work on your on your begging craft, all right? Um, so that was a couple months ago. And what's so funny is that I literally was going through my messages um, yesterday, like during the day, on Instagram. And not, I'm not going through them, but like, I was just scrolling. I was like, oh, you know, like what the fuck like who do I even message you know and I seen that there was like uh somebody who deactivated their account and I was like oh who's this who was I messaging that deactivated their account you know so I click on it and I realize it's that conversation it was it was his profile and I was like oh he deactivated his account well that's good you know whatever why did I get a message from him again last night same fucking shit literally in the same like I'm like is this like the same format, everything, like the same way, almost. And I'm like, is this a scam? Like, is he like hacked? He's not. I know he's not. It's just that this person has the nerve to literally ask me for money again. I was baffled. Like, I shamed you the first time. <laughs> I fucking shamed you, bitch. And you still had the fucking nerve to try me again? Not only that, you had your shit deactivated. You activated your Instagram account just to message me and ask me for fucking money. Do I give off rich, I'm rich bitch vibes? Is that what it is? Do I just look like the richest bitch you know? I must because goddamn... That's some fucking shit, isn't it, you guys? <laughs> so that's why I am here talking about it today. I would have let it go the first time. I wasn't going to talk about it. But the fact that I <laughs> did it a second time, that is wild to me. First of all, you don't ask Capricorns for money, okay? Especially if you don't fucking know them. Hello, 
Capricorns are about their money. They're, I mean, we're supposed to be. I mean, you don't, you mind your own wallet right now, okay? But <laughs> we're supposed to be responsible and we're supposed to be about our money. Um, no, but I mean, we are. And um, so, yeah, that's rule number one in Zodiac. Don't ask a Capricorn for money because you will get judged. <laughs> now, if you're like, fucking close to me and I love you so much obviously that's different terms but first of all just don't ask anybody like I don't know like uh, it's just wild to me because are you not embarrassed see the real Capricorn's coming out of me now I just could never I could never I don't care how down I am how bad it is I could never message a stranger who I don't fucking know I don't know shit about and ask them for money is that why it makes it so easy though maybe for others because they don't know this person so they're like well whatever who gives a fuck you know I don't know I just I don't get it I don't get it um and obviously I'm not going to expose this person but you may or may not find their picture at, at the local Applebee's so anyways that's crazy right um, life is crazy. And I was just thinking about it. So, you know what? Beggars, please. Do better. But still, wishing wishing the best. Wishing the best. Good luck. Um, and also, before... I don't think anybody would say this, but before anybody here is like, oh my God, that's so mean. You're bullying or you don't know people struggle, what people are going through. No. Okay. It's not that kind of situation. All right. Cause it's not okay. This person posts themselves being out all the fucking time, drinking drinks, having a grand time in little cute little outfits. All right. This person is not struggling. Okay. This person is weird. Okay. So next segment. <laughs> That was just a quick little disclaimer for you guys <laughs> that I threw in. <laughs> it's all fucking crazy. Like one second, I'm just like super intense. And the next I'm like, all right, guys, let's keep it. Let's keep the party going. <laughs> uh, I was really conflicted on sharing that story. I'm going to be real. But, you know, I'm just here to be the realest bitch, you know. So I want to talk music this week with you guys I feel like I haven't talked music in a minute but something that I did watch was Christmas at Graceland and when I say watched I watched it I watched the beginning and I watched the very end did not watch anything in in between so Christmas at Graceland was um aired this week this last week on like uh, on Peacock and NBC, I believe. It was a music hour of different artists performing Elvis songs at Graceland. And, you know, I'm not I'm not really the biggest Elvis fan. We've talked about Elvis here on the pod before, after I watched Priscilla, so we know that my opinions on that one. Um but I had to tune in because Lana Del Rey was performing. Lana Del Rey performing fucking at Christmas at Graceland. Like, I have to watch that. First of all, 
Lana is everything to me. If you guys did not know, Lana is... She's life. Okay, I've been a huge Lana Del Rey fan for the past, like, 12, 13 years. Since, like, 2011. Um, since she first came out. And I'm... Don't get me started. I was the first fan that I know. I was the first fan. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I was literally like a freshman in high school, I think. Oh, God, that just should like... I'm really showing my age with that one. Um, I was a freshman or a sophomore. I don't know what year. I don't fucking know. I don't even know what... I don't, I don't even know what I had for dinner yesterday. But the point is, is that... I was there. I was on Tumblr. I literally seen the weekend sharing Lana Del Rey's album, you know, Born to Die. And, or it was something, or was it video games? I don't know. He shared something, and I was like, who is this woman? Like, she looks very interesting. Like, I like the way she looked. She looked gorgeous. And something looked mysterious about her. And I was like, who is this girl? And I literally, that's when I discovered video games and I was completely changed after that. I swear, I remember it so perfectly. I remember watching the video and being like, whoa, like this music, this is what I've been looking for. I had already loved music so much by then, you know, I was a huge Nicki Minaj fan already by then. I loved Beyonce. I was huge and like a huge R&B lover. I still am to this day. Um, and I really always have resonated with R&B with like pop style R&B, um, obviously pop music in general. Uh, but when I heard Lana Del Rey, it sounded so different to me. And it just like it just itched that part of my brain that needed to be itched and I completely fell in love and from then on I was just been a huge Lana Del Rey fan her music continues to speak like speak to me speak through me like it's everything that I feel I've grown with her and it's been such a great journey like it's so cool that you can have that kind of connection with an artist, you know, musically, and you just understand them to levels that you, like, it sounds, it sounds fucking crazy. Like, even me saying it right now, I know I sound crazy, but when you know, when you have that feeling, you just know. You're just, it's different. It's, yeah, life-changing. Um, Like, her album, Ultraviolence, that's, like her second or third album. And um depends on who you're asking. But Ultraviolence changed so much for me. It was like such a pivotal moment in my life. <laughs> and um it really just changed my perception on so many things. So that's just my little spiel on Lana Del Rey. I love her so much. Um she's such a queen. Love. Like, even to the point, you guys, where I was about to, I was about to, like, move on, but I can't. Because when I say I, like, grew with her, like, 
an example was like, okay, well, being young, going through a certain type of heartbreak, and like she was going through that type of heartbreak. But now, as I'm older, she, like, her most recent album is about like her family and grieving like those who she's lost and like just like different things that I am recently have gone I've recently gone through like me losing my grandmother and she talks about losing her grandma and her uncle and like just the way she talks about in one specific song um Kintsugi she talks about witnessing like her uncle dying like being by his side and it just resonated to me so much like I went through that with my grandma and it was almost like it just gave me that same like the way she expressed everything that she felt in that moment in a song was everything that I felt in my life in that moment when I had that same moment so I just really appreciate her so much love her so much um so she was performing at Graceland. <laughs> and I was like, I got to tune in, you know? And I was like, what song is she going to sing? I don't really know any Elvis songs. You know, I just know what, fucking You Ain't Nothing But A Hound Dog. Is that, that's him, right? And the, the Jill, the Jill one. I know I know that one. I think I sang that in choir in the sixth grade, but I, Jailhouse Rock or what? jailhouse something I don't even know I can't think of it anymore but Lana Del Rey luckily because her and I are so connected she sang one of the only songs that I know and it's not even an Elvis song but I you know and I thought it was an Elvis song Unchained Melody it's the Righteous Brothers and it was actually a cover that Elvis did and um it was so absolutely good. So I fell in love with the song Unchained Melody a few years back, maybe like in 2019, whenever the movie Booksmart came out. If you guys have ever seen the movie Booksmart, oh my God, you guys know how funny of a movie that is. And if you've never seen it, check it out. Booksmart is hilarious. Um, it's something I could definitely rewatch. It's about two... Um, two best friends in high school they're seniors and they're they've been focused in school that's all they've cared about is school and getting into good colleges and they realize that high school's over and they haven't done anything fun they haven't even lived like their teenage lives that they're supposed to and they realized that everyone around them who has been who they think are fucking dumb because they're like party kids that the party kids are getting into the same college as they are. So they're like, what the fuck? Like, how did this happen? And they're like, well, you could have did both. Like, we did both. We still lived our lives and still focused. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's capable. And so they're trying to have fun. They're trying to get their last hoorah in. It's a really funny movie. Highly recommend. But in the end... They play Unchained Melody in this, like, specific part that just, it hits so good. But it's a Licky Lee version. Um, and I love Licky Lee as well. She is, ugh, amazing. Love that girl. 
Um, so it's her version that's played on Booksmart, and I fell in love with that song after that because the way Licky Lee sang it was just so angelic. Um, definitely check out her version too. But Lana Del Rey performed Unchained Melody at Graceland, and it was everything I could ever want uh, to see Lana Del Rey and her presence and her voice. It's just, she's grown so much as an artist. <laughs> and I, it's, it's amazing to see because she sounded phenomenal. She sounded so angelic and haunting like she does. And it's just everything you'd ever want. And then also Casey Musgraves performed too. She did, um, what did she do? I forgot what song she did, but she did a really good song. Really good job too. Love Casey Musgraves. She's like, to me, like the country Lana Del Rey. (laughs) And I love that girl. Something else in music worth mentioning this upcoming Friday on December 8th, we have Nicki Minaj dropping Pink Friday 2. Yes, you guys, Pink Friday 2. And I just can't even believe I'm here to say that. You know, I have been waiting for a Nicki album for so long. So long. Uh, Queen came out, um, what, 2018? 2018, five years ago. I've been waiting for over five years for another Nicki album. Luckily, you know, Nicki gives us, she feeds us through the years. You know, she gives us some singles. She's always on a feature. Those hit. But there's nothing like a Nicki Minaj album. And Pink Friday 2? The fact that it's called Pink Friday 2. Pink Friday was everything. Okay, when I was a little youngin' and she dropped Pink Friday. When did she drop that? 2010, I believe. That that changed the game. No. Like, you guys, for real, it changed the fucking game. Because look at female rap now. And, like, if you were there back then, female rap was not what it was today. Like, their female rap was, like, dead. At the time, Lil' Kim was locked up. She might have been free by then already, though. I think she was already out, but she had been locked up. And I feel like after she got locked up, it just wasn't the same when she got out, you know? And because it had been silent. I don't know. It had been silent. And everybody else fell off, too. Like, the girls weren't rapping. And here comes Nicki Minaj being her crazy self ah so amazing so clever in her raps like something you've never heard before because i don't care you've never heard that before you, roman's revenge let's talk about it roman's revenge <laughs> who had eminem on the first album who had lil wayne saying their problem who the fuck came in the game made it own column you know? Who made Lil Wayne give a five million? Why the fuck I gotta say it, though? You don't know it yet? Oh, my God. Stop it. I love Nicki Minaj. I just love everything. <laughs> I love everything about her. She is so powerful. You listen to her music, you feel like a bad bitch. 
you feel so like uh like something about her it's like the energy she has is so like feminine and masculine at the same time it's it's crazy it like just fills my soul you know like every part of me um and she's just gorgeous so i can't wait for pink friday too i'm so excited to see what she's gonna bring what i just i wonder what it's gonna be you know so next week i'll probably do like a little quick album review <laughs> or something because this is huge it's monumental it's pink friday too so let's get into it you know so make sure you guys stream pink friday too on friday buy what you can get the albums she has a lot of vinyls coming out different like alternate covers i need them all i want all the merch and see this is the problem all of my girlies all my my faves they're just running my pockets dry because they're coming out with all this merch and all this good stuff and i want it all beyonce even just dropped more merch okay beyonce please girl my wallet can't take it anymore i she dropped a fucking sick ass long sleeve that i really wanted and why was she selling it for a hundred dollars oh my goodness but it was so dope it was literally from the cozy performance that i talked about earlier um and then Nicki Minaj, she's dropping a bunch of shirts and calendars and, like I said, different vinyls. And there's just so much. And I want it all. Oh, my God. So, you know, what are you going to do? A boy can only wish. All right. So getting into our television, getting into our fave Real Housewives. So this week... We watched Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and Real Housewives of Miami. I think those are the only ones I'm going to be talking about for, like, a while. Because those are the only ones... I'm watching Beverly Hills as well. But I'm going to be honest, Beverly Hills, where I'm at right now, I'm on season five at, or four, five? I don't know what season I'm on. But it's not that interesting right now, so not really worth mentioning. The only thing that's going on is, like, there's a couple new girls they don't really do it for me there's like one lady who's like a witch and she has this big like gothic catholic witchy home i don't know and she's like offended when people ask her if she's into witchcraft like what girl why are you offended and she does do it but she doesn't want to be like i don't know it's just stupid i don't know so but when things get spicy on Beverly Hills again, I will bring it up. <laughs> I'm really trying to catch up. I'm really trying to catch up with what's going on now because I keep seeing clips. There's so much going on with Kyle and her new, new boo, supposed boo, even though she's like supposedly still with Mauricio and they just shared a picture of them and the family together. Bunch of bullshit. It's all fake to me, huh? So Salt Lake City. So, so on Salt Lake City, um, as you know, Monica and Lisa, our Queen Lisa Barlow, have been going at it. They had that, their last fight was 
the bonnet fight is what I call it. Or what the episode was called, If I Could Churn Back Time. And I thought that shit was hilarious because, yeah, Heather threw this pilgrimy Mormon, like, get together, even though she's not even a Mormon anymore and she, like, despises the religion. She still wanted to have a party that, like represented the roots of Mormonism. Like, I don't know. It was just was I was like, girl, pick a side. What the fuck you want? So they're like churning butter and shit and wearing like pilgrimy clothes, wearing bonnets on their head. And um so Lisa and Monica have their big fight there and it's just the same bullshit. Like I said, Monica's super immature. She's always like, well, she started it first. That's all how her, all her fights go every time. She fights like a child. I said this already, but it just keeps continuing and I'm sick of it. But the good part is, is that they finally made up in this new, the latest episode. They finally made up. Monica apologizes. Lisa apologizes. They're good. We're good. We're going to go to fucking Bermuda and it's going to be a good time. Well, our queen, Lisa Barlow, just cannot catch a break. Now, can she? Because on this episode, as soon as she makes up with Monica, and I'm pretty sure it's literally the same event because she, I'm, I think it, it's happening at Meredith's event. Meredith is having her own event for, I don't know, something. It's either for, oh, jewelry. Her jewelry line. I don't know how many fucking jewelry line parties I have to see on Real Housewives of every city. But, like, do any of these jewelry lines ever become actually successful? I'm, And that's not me being shady. I genuinely want to know because I've seen so many of them. And I'm kind of, quite frankly, sick of them. So, like, can we think of something else? Can you guys do something else? Why? Jewelry? Like, all you hoes are doing jewelry. And supposedly it's all affordable. And then I see the tags of, like, a bracelet. And it says, like, $1,600. I'm like, bitch. That's not affordable. Okay. So, what's going on is that... Although Lisa and Monica make up and everything's good now... on. Somebody else's situation, Whitney, she's experiencing a close death. So her best, one of her best friends passes away um, from cancer and um, very sad. You know, it's really heartbreaking to Whitney, obviously, like it's her best, one of her best friends. And um, so she loses her best friend. And I think it's like the next day. Yeah, the next day is Meredith's um, event. And Whitney decides to go because, you know, she just feels like, oh, like her best friend would tell her that she should go to the party still. So she's going to go to the party and try to get out and, you know, whatever. But like. I don't know. I just feel like, Whitney, that was not the best decision to make because although, yes, it is really sad and awful that 
you know, you're going through this and rest in peace to your best friend. But like, that's hard on that. That's really hard. I need a cup when I experience close deaths, I am going to stay home and I don't want to be associated. I don't want to socialize with anybody like, you know, I just want to be with maybe my close, close, close family. And that's about it. Or whoever might be like, you know, close in that situation, whoever the person may be. Um, I wouldn't want to go to a, an event and I wouldn't want to fucking film. So she shows up to this event, clearly like not okay. Like she just looks like she's a fucking deer in headlights like the whole time and like which understandably so again I get it and then (laughs) what happens is she she's like going around to everybody and you know she's basically like wallowing around like again understandably so like but you shouldn't have been in this kind of setting to begin with. And, but she just really wanted to show her support to Meredith. Um, so that's why she went. So she gets butt hurt because she's standing there with Heather talking and Lisa comes up excited to give like Heather like a gift or something. And like, she kind of like, she doesn't dismiss Whitney, but she doesn't, like, full-on, like, give her a big hug and, like, oh, my God, like, you know. She just kind of, like, is like, oh, my God, look, I got these gifts, like, da-da-da-da. And, like, Whitney gets so mad because she feels like Lisa just brushed right past her and doesn't give a fuck about what she's going through. And it was kind of, like, it was giving pick-me in a way, which is, eh. It was giving pick me for sure. Like, like I get, yeah. So then she confronts Lisa about it. And she's like, you just walked right past me and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm going through this. And Lisa's like, I literally texted you last night. And I told you, I called you or something. And I said, I was sorry. And you have flowers on your way to your house right now. Like, I sent you flowers. Like, you know. And she's like, no, like, you're just so selfish. Like, all you do is care about yourself. It's always about you and la, la, la. And, like, that was giving, like, Whitney, you just went to go get sympathy out of people. Or, like, I don't know. I don't want to be fucked up. I feel fucked up. (laughs) But it was just kind of giving that after a while. So then Whitney and Lisa get into it. They have, like, this, like, heated moment. And we get another iconic little hot mic moment from Lisa Barlow. You know, anytime you're watching Real Housewives and there's an argument and to the point that one of the housewives is taking their mics off and they're like, no, fuck this. Like, oh, it's always so iconic to see, you know? It's just like, it, it adds that extra pizzazz to the drama when they're like, nope, I don't want to be fucking recorded anymore. Take this fucking mic off me. Like, it's great. It's great. And um, Lisa, (laughs) Lisa's a little fireball. Every time she has those moments, she just goes off. Last time she had her hot mic moment, she was going off about Meredith and how she is a whore who fucked half of New York and she doesn't even own a home and her whole family are, they're a bunch of posers. 
and like fucking went off and it was iconic as fuck so iconic so this was just a little taste though it wasn't anything too crazy she just said Whitney could go fuck herself and (laughs) and I was like yeah Whitney you could go fuck yourself (laughs) but it was a funny moment so we'll see what happens with that we'll see how that follows up because that's how the episode ended you know it always ends in some drama and leaves you on the edge of your seat so but we'll see what happens in Bermuda because a bunch of shit's about and then getting into Real Housewives of Miami so last week I told you guys about Larsa and how she told everybody about Gertie's cancer when she was supposed to keep her fucking mouth shut and she goes around telling strangers and other girls in the group and everybody in the mamas. She basically told everybody. And it's a problem now because Gertie finds out because our other queen, Lisa, but from Miami, Lisa Hostein, I can never say her last name. Um, she decides, she's at dinner with Gertie and she's like, Gertie, like, I'm gonna be real. Like, you're my friend. I heard that you're having some health problems and I just want to know what's going on. And Gertie's like, what are you talking about? And like, it's like, come on, girl. Like, I get, (laughs) I get it. Like, but like, I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of fucked up for Gertie to be like, what are you talking? Like, act dumb. Like, she tried to play play dumb about it. And it was like, I mean, you're going to eventually tell her. So why are you playing dumb? Like, she clear, you already know she knows. So how about you just say, okay, yeah, that's what's going on. But she's more focused on how does Lisa know? Well, she already knows that Lars is the one who told her because it's just pretty obvious. Um... Because she knows the people, other pe- everybody else she told would never say anything. And she knows Larsa was going to be the one to spill the tea. And so she kind of gets mad at Lisa because she's asking Lisa, well, who told you? Who told you? And Lisa's like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm not going to get into that. Like, the point is, is that I love you and I'm your friend. I'm here for you. And I just want you to know that. And it might have been kind of, I I, I honestly understand Lisa um, I was kind of looking in the comments and people were like, oh, Lisa just went about it the wrong way. Like she should have never tried to hide who said it. And it's so I'm just like, I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted because if I was in Lisa's spot and I knew my friend had cancer, maybe like they hadn't told me yet. And I don't know. And I just really felt compelled to be like, you know, like, I love you. Like, you know. And you want to show support as quickly as you can. I feel like maybe that's where she was coming from. Um, and she didn't want to share that Larsa was the one who told her. Like, maybe she just didn't want to, like, stir the pot. You know, naturally, in real life, I would think that I would probably not... I wouldn't share who told me because just to save the drama. Um, because I don't share... Like, if I know something, I'm not going to share who told me. Like, that's just not my style. I'm not going to rat out another person. 
Um, but if it's something I know I need to speak on, then I will speak on it. And yeah, Gertie gets mad at Lisa for not wanting to share who said it, even though she knows damn well. Larissa told her. But then I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, well, this is a show. And we're all gonna we all we all know Larsa did it, so Gertie's gonna find out anyways that Larsa is the one who said it. So if I was on the show, I would just say Larsa told me because well you're gonna fucking find out anyways. This is a show. You know? So it's just different circumstances <laughs> because, you know, whatever. One's on TV. I don't know. You guys understand what I'm saying? Do you guys get me? Because it's just different circumstances. So maybe for the sake of the show and they want to act like maybe like we can't really address the fact that we're on a show. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. They're like, well, no, this needs to be like a real plot line. So just say you don't know. You're not going to say who told you. I feel like I'm getting really confused in my words, but it makes sense in my head. I don't know. So I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. But so that's happening. Um, And then after that, not only did Larsa tell everybody about Gertie's diagnosis, but now she's questioning the validity of it. So in the next episode, there's going to be a scene where Dr. Nicole says... I love how I call her Dr. Nicole every time. I can't just call her Nicole. I need to call her Dr. Nicole because it's what she deserves. Dr. Nicole says that she gets a call from Larsa and Larsa is like asking if Nicole thinks that Gertie's like for real. Like, or is she, is like, is the cancer even real? So I'm like, oh my God, Larsa, like, what the fuck, girl? Like, you really are trying to make yourself public enemy number one. Like, we're all going to come for you, bitch. Like, everybody should know one thing you don't play about is cancer. And the fact that you told everybody and then you're questioning if she's even being for real about it. Like, that is some fucked up shit. Like, you, that is fucked and damn and now we obviously we we know like if you follow Gertie you know it was real because like I've said before she just finished recently her last like treatment of chemo and she lost all her hair and you know it was real so but I feel like Larsa's just even now I bet she doesn't even fucking care that she did that like I don't think she feels bad because, no, I just don't, I don't think so. She talked about it at BravoCon recently, and it was, she just dug herself, she just keeps dig- digging herself in a deeper hole. So, we'll see what happens with that. Um, Other than that, that's really the main thing going on. Other, in the, sh- the other scenes, Julia, I haven't really talked to you guys about Julia before. So, Julia is in... Real Housewives of Miami, you know, she's one of the housewives and she is like the first openly gay housewife. For some reason, it's getting confused and people are trying to say Jenna Lyons from New York is the first openly gay housewife, but 
Like, let's not, let's not play on my girl, Julia. Because Julia's literally married to another woman. And I love Julia. Honestly, Julia is so cute. And she's just kind of fun and spunky. She's a farm girl. Like, even though she's like, you know, she got money. But she lives on a farm. And she, like, always comes to people's events and houses or parties with like her eggs or something organic from her farm and I just love that I love it so much so um in this episode her she is throwing a fuck cancer party for her wife Martina because Martina um just recently went through something with cancer too and she beat it I think it's like her second time beating cancer. And um, so that's amazing. And I love Martina too. They just, they're like an old, like Martina's older and Julia's a little older too. She's not, she's not too old, but they're, they have like that older couple energy, but there's just, they seem so fun. Honestly, I would love to hang out with them and chit chat. But in this, at this party, Julia is... (laughs) wanting to sing opera for Martina. And for the past fucking, like, three episodes, I've been having to listen to Julia practice this god-awful opera because this girl cannot sing. <laughs> like, my boyfriend said, she's not that bad. He was like, it's not the worst thing I've heard. And I'm like, my mom walked by and she's like, oh, this bitch can't sing. Like, that's my typical, like, that's some shit my mom would definitely say. And so I, I don't know if you even got to the point where Julia's saying it. I don't remember. I'm like, are we still building up to her singing this fucking opera? I have to hear her one more time. So, I mean, that's always fun. All right, guys. Well, it has been a lovely, lovely time with you this week. Um, But I got to get back to, back to life. Back to reality. Um, so yeah, next week I'm gonna follow up on Pink Friday too. Actually, t- I didn't even mention, but tomorrow I'm gonna go see Stevie Nicks in concert. And that's gonna be a great time. So I'll have that to talk about. Get to share that with you. I hope I have a like, you know, misty day. American Horror Story Coven Stevie Nicks moment. You know, it's going to be a great time. I'm so stoked to see Stevie Nicks. And oh, I hope she does um, Seven Wonders. And I hope she does Gypsy. And oh my God, I'm just, I'm so stoked. It's going to be a great time. Um, So yeah, I should have a lot to talk about next week. And I hope you guys take care. Stay blessed. Stay sexy. And don't forget to share the podcast with all your friends, all your family, your mom, your dad, your grandma, your uncle, your auntie, your cousins, your cousin's cousin, your cousin's cousin's baby mama, your cousin's cousin's baby mama's friend, and her baby daddy, and then his first baby mama, and then her cousin. Share all that, okay? And don't forget to follow, if you don't already, on Instagram at JHTPod. You can follow me on Instagram at jayka, J-A-Y-C-U-H-H-H. 
and subscribe, rate the podcast, you know, just let everybody know that you love this and that I'm great. Let them know how great I am because why not? You're great. I'm great. Share the love. Love ya. Bye.